0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson. Yes, I am back. I did the dad thing yesterday. I took my kid on a college tour. My gosh, how on earth am I this old? <laughs> and the answer is, I'm not. You should have kids when you're young. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. By the way, a uh, shout out to the, uh, North Carolina high school freshman who came with his older brother, who's interested in tech and the, uh, high school freshman was in his UGA hoodie. And when he stood up, he was wearing UGA socks. Wow. <laughs> you know, Everyone I know who doesn't go to the University of Georgia in Georgia says UGA has the most obnoxious fans. Now, you should give it to them considering they won the national championship this past year. But I got to say, that was impressive to go into an admissions meeting at uh, Georgia Tech. and The kid was full out in UGA gear. The admissions counselor was having none of it. (laughs) Okay. All right. We can move on to the news. Um, Some of you, a lot of you, many people in America say the um, Katanji Brown Jackson comment that she is not a biologist and therefore cannot say what a woman is, is really not that big of a deal. This is the exchange again, if you did not hear this the other day.
2: Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman can I provide a definition mm-hmm. no. yeah I can't you can't N- not in okay. this context so I'm not a biologist the meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition senator in my work as a judge what I do is I address disputes if there's a dispute about a definition people make arguments and i look at the law and i decide so i'm not the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about
0: look I think Marsha Blackburn is right, that it does underscore a lot of dangers. It does underscore a, a great deal of concern that uh, people cannot speak honestly. I mean, here we are, frankly, here we are in the 21st century in a Supreme Court nomination fight that a sitting judge on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is unwilling to offer an explanation for what a woman is because she's not a biologist. For those of you who don't know, there is a vast array of federal law that depends on judges knowing who is a man and who is a woman. Sexual harassment law, Title IX law, Women's equality laws, they all require the judge to know what it is. Now, the larger issue here, if we're honest about it, instead of just playing on the partisan gotcha that this woman's an idiot, the honest answer is the reason she did not want to tell you the answer is because it would infuriate progressives. You don't believe me? Consider USA Today. This is an actual story, not an opinion column. This is in the health and wellness section of USA Today. Marsha Blackburn asked Katanji Brown Jackson to define woman. Science, science says there's no simple answer. Science, apparently says. Now listen to this This woman. And by the way, I want it on the record. Aaliyah Dastiger, Aaliyah Dastiger, is the writer here who thinks that science says there's no clear answer. You know what? There are scientists who say vaccines cause autism. There are people who believe the MMR vaccine causes autism. There are scientists and doctors who say it. Uh, I guess we're suddenly back to treating these people with credibility. This is an actual quote from this article. Scientists gender law scholars, and philosophers of biology, philosophers of biology, say Jackson's response was commendable, though perhaps misleading. It's useful, they say, that Jackson suggested science could help answer Blackburn's question, but they note that a competent biologist would not be able to offer a definitive answer either. Scientists agree There is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. And with billions of women on the planet, there is much variation. I want you to focus on that last sentence, please. This is a reporter for USA Today. Scientists agree there is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. And with billions of women on the planet. There's much variation. How do we know there are billions of women on the planet if there is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman? That entire sentence is a contradiction. By the way, I want to give you some headlines. These are important headlines for you to process. Germany. Over 4,000 year old skeleton discovered in a rare and exciting find. Archaeologists in Brandenburg uncovered the skeleton of a woman who died thousands of years ago. Archaeologists, this is from the Smithsonian. Archaeologists discover medieval woman and child skeleton at the Tower of London. From uh, the London Express, archaeology. Chilling discovery of woman's skeleton among 13 200-year-old remains. 13 skeletons buried in the center of Poland's biggest city were recovered. From the Daily Mail, archaeologists discover bones of a woman who lived 14,000 years ago at the site in Spain where evidence of the last Neanderthals and first modern humans mixing have been found. From the Express, again, Uh, nope, that's double headline. This from CNN, ancient DNA from a teen girl reveals previous unknown group of humans. This from the London Guardian, genetic fossil, intact DNA from woman who lived 7,200 years ago, discovered in Indonesia. This from Live Science, 9,900-year-old skeleton of horribly disfigured woman found in Mexican cave. How is it that we can dig skeletons out of the ground and determine they're women? But yet USA Today alleges that, quote, scientists agree there is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. Did you know that CNN... MSNBC, CNBC, Bloomberg TV, BBC News, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, the Los Angeles Times, and USA Today all ignored the story. Every single one of them ignored the story until yesterday afternoon, USA Today decided to run a story that says actually scientists can tell you biologists don't know what a woman is. It matters for Title IX law. It matters for a whole host of U.S. laws. There's an entire body of laws on um, equal rights between men and women. And now the media wants you to know that scientists and philosophers of biology can't tell you who a woman is despite we can dig up a 9,900 year old skeleton do a simple DNA test on the skeletal remains say, oh that's a woman or look at the skeleton and realize from the structure of the skeleton it's a woman this is where we are among the left Now, I highlight this and tell you that the story matters because it matters in a way you may not realize. It matters because of the USA Today reaction to it because that's where the media is on this sort of stuff. The media doesn't think you can tell the difference between a man and a woman because the media is insistent that men can now become women to compete against women in women's sports. They have subverted reason, truth, and logic, and science to advance the agenda of a small portion of a group of people who in total represent less than 1% of society, but more so to represent progressive activists around the country. And in so doing, in running mythology to ensure progressive activists policy preferences are at the forefront of the social conscience, they're running afoul of voters. They have dived so deep into a bubble that what they think people care about and their defenses of things people don't care about deeply, deeply hurts the Democrats. Thomas Edsel As an essay in the New York Times. He had been a a regular columnist and contributor. He retired. He still writes essays for them. As the 2022 midterms draw into view, the question arises, to what degree are Democratic difficulties inevitable? The headline here is Democrats are making life too easy for Republicans. In an analysis of the complexity of the current Democratic predicament, Sarah Anzia, a professor of public policy and political science at Berkeley, addressed the preponderance of urban voters in the Democratic coalition. The Democrats have a challenge rooted in political geography and the institution of single member first past the post-elections. Citing Jonathan Rodden's 2019 book, Why Cities Lose, Anzia argues that the density of Democratic voters in cities has both geographically isolated the party and empowered its most progressive activist wing. And Zia contends the Democrats have collectively staked out positions that have alienated certain supporters, which is related to the built-in challenge I just described, she says. In large part, Democrats are in such a bubble in urban areas, they can't relate to the rest of the country. Where does the mainstream media reside? in New York and Washington. So they hear Katanji Brown-Jackson say she can't define a woman, and they rush out with stories. They say, no, no, you can't define a woman. Meanwhile, you dig up a 9,000-year-old skeleton. Oh, it's a woman. The reason the story matters is because someone headed towards a lifetime appointment on the United States Supreme Court is too scared to tell the truth to the progressive mob. And the progressive mob is so in control of the media and the Democratic Party that to speak the truth would cause problems to the president's own nominee. And because of the unwillingness to speak the truth and to advance an agenda that is frankly bat poop crazy, The Democrats are alienating themselves from voters around the country, including Hispanic and black voters. They are alienating themselves. And what's so amazing about this is they can't even see it. They want to scream about the January 6th committee and Trump. Trump's not on the ballot, folks. The Democrats are. And along with them, a group of people who want you to believe that philosophers of biology can't tell you what a woman is. Remember white women, and married women across races. They voted for Donald Trump in 2020. And now the Democrats tell them, we can't even tell that you're a woman. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is eight seven seven I'm still just, just amazed by this sentence from Aaliyah Dastiger in USA Today. Scientists agree there is no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman. And then says there are billions of women on the planet. How do you know? How can anyone know? If scientists say there's no clear way, how can how can we know? These people are morons. Tyson, you're gonna be up first on the show today. Welcome to the program. Tyson, how are you? Great, great. Hey, I, I wanted to
1: know. Should as
2: Americans, should we be in fear or concern about our White House, zero confidence in our White House, the ability to make a sound decision about this war with Ukraine if it breaks out any further?
1: Because, hell, is there a deep state there that's going to help us out because I have zero confidence right now in our White House making a sound decision.
0: I got zero confidence in Joe Biden's ability to make a sound decision on this stuff. I mean, to your point there, uh, the Biden administration itself uh, seems to be very muddied in what it wants to do. Joe Biden has been signaling the entire time that he doesn't want to do anything to Russia at all to risk uh, escalation. But now it's a, well, I mean, if they do chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons, then we will, we'll, we'll respond. How, how? Your response has been weak altogether. Remember prior to the invasion, the secretary of state, the national security advisor, the vice president of the United States, And the White House press secretary, all of them said that the sanctions were meant to deter invasion. And after the invasion, President Biden says, nobody ever said the sanctions were meant to deter the invasion. I don't think these people are capable of making sound decisions when it comes to uh, Ukraine. In fact, there is polling out, we'll get into it, uh, after the commercial break. Uh, Most Americans think Joe Biden is being too weak about Russia. Most Americans think Joe Biden is being too weak about Russia, and I think they are right. Now, uh, look, there's a lot more on on the Russia stuff, and and I want to get to it when we come back, including there's a report from Reuters, uh, American intelligence officials and military officials, based on what they are seeing on the ground, believe over 50% of Russian missiles actually i think it's over 60%. i wrote it wrong in my notes. 60% of russian missiles fail. Have you seen the pictures out of out of um ukraine? There are russian missiles just lodged in the ground, stuck in road. I saw one literally sticking out of a road, crashed into a road, never exploded. This is uh, bad for the russians. Russian precision guided missiles are failing up to 60% of the time in Ukraine. Three U.S. officials with knowledge of intelligence on the issue told Reuters a possible explanation for the poor progress of Russia's invasion. Uh, they got rid of the guy in the Russian military who was trying to clean up corruption. They ousted him. Well, the results speak for themselves. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877. 877- 973-7425. Uh, four, two, five. It is a, it it's fascinating uh, to listen to uh, some of the incoming chatter for people. Again, I, I just, I want to read you headlines, but I, I want to move on to Ukraine. I want to take your phone calls, but I, I just sent out a, a sub piece, an extra one. Philip, don't get mad at me for sending out an extra one. This one I had to do. Uh, Aaliyah Dastiger from USA Today uh claiming that scientists say there's no sufficient way to clearly define what makes someone a woman and yet we got all these headlines about 9900 year old skeletons uh that are women uh ancient dna from teen girls chilling discovery of woman's skeleton over 4000 year old a woman's skeleton uh archaeologists discover female woman and child skeleton the tower of london but we're not supposed to be able to tell what they are it's just absurd. It is truly absurd. Uh, and, and philosophers of biology tell us that we can't know. It just uh, infuriates me that we have arrived at this sort of time. Uh, let's go to the phone. Susan, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program.
2: Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'd like to take the, the woke term cultural appropriation and, and change it a little bit and call it gender appropriation. Um, because when you have these people, men who identify as women, you're opening, and they, like with the swimmer, um, you're opening up a whole can of worms of unintended consequences in that if you wanted, for example, parents will have kids who are real talented athletes, if they have a girl and they're on a traveling team, that's less expensive. And if they're hoping their kid's going to get a scholarship, they're not going to want to pay for that kind of stuff. They think that some guy's going to come along and edge out their daughter. The other thing is, too, is that with college teams, coaches are under pressure to win. What's to prevent coaches from actively recruiting A team of mostly men who identify as women.
0: I think that's going to start happening. I mean, we've already gotten from the the coach at the University of Pennsylvania that he's mad at the girls on the swim team. He blames the girls on his swim team for the controversy. That they need to win. And this guy can help them win, so they need to shut up about it. He doesn't, he's, he's upset with the girls being uncomfortable with a guy in their locker room. Uh, just absolutely bizarre. All right. Uh, I, I got to look, I could talk about this sort of stuff all day, but there's so much other stuff that we need to talk about. Uh, including, I want to get back to this, this story and take your phone calls on the Ukraine situation. This is remarkable from Reuters. I mentioned this in the last segment. The United States assesses that Russia is suffering failure rates as high as 60% for some of the precision-guided missiles it is using to attack Ukraine, three U.S. officials with knowledge of intelligence tell Reuters. The U.S. officials who spoke on condition anonymity due to the sensitivity of the information did not provide evidence to support the assessment and did not disclose what precisely was driving high Russian missile failure rates. Reuters was not able to independently verify the figure. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov declined immediate comment and suggested Reuters approach the defense ministry. Such a high failure rate can include anything from launch failures to a missile failing to explode on impact. U.S. defense officials told reporters this week, the Pentagon assessed that Russia has launched more than 1,100 missiles of all kinds since the war began. The U.S. officials have so far not said how many of those hit their targets and how many failed to do so. But listen, I can tell you how they can assess the missile failures. You go through Ukraine, there are literally missiles sticking out of the side of the road, sticking out of the sides of buildings that have not exploded. I mean, you can see this with your own eyes in Ukraine. There are ample pictures, even Reuters has a picture in this piece of the the end of a missile sticking out of the side of, of a road. Now, this one's not in the road. I saw an amazing one where it literally had gone in through the asphalt and impacted into the asphalt and had not exploded. Most Americans say Joe Biden is not tough enough on Russia. A new poll finds, this is from the New York Times, not from some sort of independent fringe site out there, unless you call the New York Times independent and fringe. According to the New York Times, uh, Joe Biden faces intensifying pressure at home four weeks into the war with a solid majority of Americans expressing doubt that he has done enough to punish Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. This is the Associated Press poll. 56% of Americans, including 43% of Democrats, said Mr. Biden, who is meeting on Thursday with European leaders, has not been tough enough in his response. One-third said his handling of the crisis was just right, according to the poll, while surveying 1,082 U.S. adults between last Thursday and Monday, more than three weeks into the war. Only 6% of Americans, barely more than the poll's 4% margin of error, think Joe Biden has been too tough. 56% of Americans say he's not been tough enough. 56%. When's the last time a majority of Americans agreed on anything? They agree on this. They agree Joe Biden's not a great president. I'm telling you guys, sounds like a broken record. But this is still the fallout of Afghanistan. Afghanistan doesn't show up on the polls. People don't walk through the grocery store and see the empty store shelves still. And think I have to screwed up Afghanistan. They don't look at the Ukraine situation and think about you and think about Afghanistan. But that changed Afghanistan. The withdrawal there changed the perception of Biden from competent to incompetent. And whenever the president does something good, there's now a lingering question of could he have done it better. Because if you think the president is competent and he does something good, your immediate reaction is he did something good. But when you think the president is incompetent and he does something good, you think, ah, good, but couldn't he have done it better? It's all because of Afghanistan. Everything about this is because of Afghanistan. The president, a majority of Americans think he hasn't done enough with Ukraine. I don't think had he not bungled Afghanistan, this would happen. He's gotten no bounce out of the State of the Union or a rally around the flag. This appeared to be a um, a situation of the president of the United States getting a little bit of a bounce out of a rally around the flag moment with Americans, and it didn't work out that way. Still cratered. He cratered because. Americans think he's incompetent. And it, it goes beyond this and into his dealings with NATO and so much more. But there's also weirdness happening in Russia. The Russian defense chief disappeared for two weeks. He finally showed up uh, in a photograph of a video call with Vladimir Putin. Russian defense minister Sergei Sugu. resurfaced on Russian state media on Thursday after nearly two weeks out of the public eye. Sugiu was seen in a snippet of footage showing him attending a virtual meeting with Vladimir Putin and others on the Security Council. Russia's news agency, RIA, broadcast the footage after some Russian news outlets noted his prolonged absence from public view. The defense minister has a lot on his mind right now. A special military operation is underway. Now is not really the time for media activity, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told journalists on Thursday. The development comes four weeks after Russia began its invasion. A senior military official from NATO told multiple news outlets that based on numbers provided by Ukrainian officials, up to 40,000 Russian soldiers have now been killed, taken prisoner, or are missing or injured. As many as 15,000 troops have been killed. This isn't good for the head of the Russian military. Remember, the Russians got rid of their old defense chief because he was cracking down on corruption. And so people were losing money because he was cracking down on corruption. They got rid of him and they brought in this guy. And now 60% of Russian missiles are failing. Have you all heard about this? Uh, The Russian soldiers are talking on unsecured lines. The Ukrainians are intercepting them. Uh, A Russian soldier has complained about his troops getting frostbite and meeting fierce Ukrainian resistance in an intercepted phone call. The dour trooper said conditions have become so bad that 50% of his squadron was suffering frostbite. Speaking to a commander in a three-minute phone call intercepted and released by Ukrainian intelligence, the soldier said troops were being forced to ride out with the dead because they couldn't be transported home. He said they're bogged down by Ukrainian resistance. We expected to arrive with four M30 tents, and we ended up with only one. We didn't even get heat stoves. Even Chechnya wasn't this bad, the commander complains, after learning Russian troops were bombed by their own plane. We were thinking it'd be a victory parade. This is a circus, not a military operation comes amid reports that Russian troops could run out of food and ammunition within three days. Not only that, it appears that one soldier was so upset by the losses of his unit, he ran over his commanding officer with a tank. That's all on the phone call. The Russians have really screwed this thing up. And what's so amazing is that Joe Biden can't get any credit for doing anything right because americans have so convinced themselves after afghanistan he's incompetent now to the phones bob you're going to be up next welcome how are you
1: good afternoon how are you
0: great what's going on
1: good hey i got a a question on the afghan situation that uh, or i'm sorry the ukraine russia situation that i haven't heard and then if you'd be kind enough to take a, a question off topic regarding sure. theology i would appreciate it okay. um question is is i have yet to hear anyone explain what our objective is with this ukraine russia i mean are we trying to push russia back to their borders are we trying to kill as many russians as we can because without an objective how can we have a strategy
0: well, okay. So it's not our war. It's Ukraine's war. We're trying to help Ukraine defend its territory. So our objective is to help the Ukrainians kill as many Russians as possible. Um, that, that's that's kind of it. Uh, we, we don't have an objective beyond helping Ukraine ensure uh, the border, its border. Uh, we are learning a lot from how the Russians fight and don't fight in Ukraine. So as a technical matter, we don't have any objective other than helping the people of Ukraine. If we were to get involved, we would have key objectives, but uh, we don't have those sorts of objecti- objectives because it's not our war.
1: So then, our strategy would be to kill as many Russians, and that's how we would decide whether or not our objective was well. It's to help the
0: Ukrainians. Not. It's to help the Ukrainians, and the way the Ukrainians need to do it is to kill the Russians.
1: Sure, but that's kind of an open-ended or generic objective, is it yep. not?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, the clear objective here is to push Russia out of Ukraine to make them give up, uh, or to okay. convince Ukraine to give give them Crimea, say it's yours, go home. Uh, one of those two. There are reports out that the Biden administration is trying to convince Ukraine to do that. Ukraine is willing, but yeah, I mean, they've been, Ukraine has been invaded. Our goal is to help Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's goal is to get them out of the country.
1: Help Ukraine without becoming more involved.
0: Yes. Send them defensive weapons, gotcha. not offensive weapons. Yeah,
1: correct. Well, having an eighteen-year-old that's you know applied for selective service, military numbers are down. Um, what I mean, anybody consider a draft or anything like that? I mean, no, obviously, I mean, we're, nobody's we're not, talking about it.
0: We're not going to commit troops uh, unless the Russians suddenly uh, instigate nuclear war over there and invade Poland. We're not going to we're not going to commit troops. Uh, the, so the draft isn't on the table right now. Um, and sure. so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think we need to panic about a, a mass commitment of American troops right now.
1: Well, that's one way to get, um, um, these globalists or, um, socialists to understand what, um, what that would entail. You talk right. to these college kids and say, Hey, if you're so for socialism, how do you think about having a draft and you have to serve for your country? Because I bet you most of them would say, Oh no, 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 we don't want to do that. Right, Um, exactly. My my next question on that theology, I really do appreciate the podcast that you've done on uh, that topic. Do you do anything more on a monthly basis that is is, um, more extensive than just, say, your Christmas special and all that stuff?
0: I I don't. On occasion, I talk about these topics uh, on the show. Uh, it's news talk though. It's not theology. So I, I try not to get too, too, sure. too many moments And I, I, I might should do this. I frankly, I really need to get back to my seminary classes and finish my degree. Um, I've been so busy with work in the last couple of years that I haven't been able to do it and probably need to do that and, and think about doing something else, uh, monthly. I'm, I'm sure you're, you're now going to cause my team to start talking and give me more work to do. <laughs> I don't <gonna> blame you. <laughs> well, you know, today is a good day to play golf. Yeah, that is. Look, I'm going to play golf today with my kid. I'm going to go play golf with my kid and a friend, and and I'm going to take a bottle of bourbon and some cigars, and and we're going to celebrate the weekend. Look, Bob, you have a good weekend. I I got to let you go there because I got to get to a commercial break here. Before I do, though, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure. Speaking of cigars, you got smoky odors in your house. The Eden Pure can eliminate them. They can eliminate them in a rental car, a hotel room, the musty odors. They can also get rid of the mildew, the bacteria, the mold, the pollen floats in your house. They're filterless, too. You don't have to get a subscription for filters. You just wipe them out on occasion. Uh, So what you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com, the website EdenPureDeals.com. You'll see a discount code box on the front page of the website. You put in ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. That'll take you through to the EdenPure Thunderstorm 3-pack where you can get three of them for less than $200. You save $200 by doing that. And you get free shipping. It's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200. One for upstairs, one for downstairs. If you got a basement for your basement or for travel, you got an RV, a car, a hotel room you go to. I keep one in a suitcase now because they're small, and I can take them to a hotel. If somebody's been uh, smoking in the room, I can get rid of all the smoky odors real easy with the Eden Pure. Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code ERIC3. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. There's some breaking news that has happened in the last little while. There's been a terrorist attack in Saudi Arabia, uh, the southern part of the uh, Saudi Arabian nation, down near Yemen, uh, Dahran al Janoub, not da- not the regular Dahran, but Dahran al Janoub, and a water treatment facility and a petroleum storage facility have been bombed by Houthi rebels. Now, this is important. Because the Houthi rebels are funded by Iran. And Joe Biden has taken the Houthi rebels off the foreign terrorist watch list as a favor to Iran, a sign of good faith in the negotiations. And the Houthi rebels are trying to destroy Saudi Arabia's water freshwater reserves for citizens. They've blown up storage tanks. They've also hit uh, oil storage facilities. They're trying to impact the the water world um, oil supply. Prices may go up as a result. This has just happened in the last hour. Uh, Word is coming out from Saudi Arabia as as the sun was setting over there. This was happening from uh, Houthi rebels. Now, what is Joe Biden going to do? Will he declare these people a uh, terrorist again? Will he put them back on the terror watch list? Because they are, they invaded, if you will recall, a few months ago, the American embassy in Yemen and, uh, barely any American media outlets covered it. It came right after he had taken them off the terrorist. list. They invaded an American embassy and dragged out, uh, the Yemeni employees. Uh, will he respond? Will Joe Biden do something? This is why Americans think he is incompetent. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates, you got the economy, you got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity. Where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building, you want to build a building, reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can.